What to do when you don't know what to do, part two, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. We are developing discipleship tools, distributing them across multiple platforms to bring about a rapture-ready body of believers so that when Jesus Christ comes back, he will have no trouble recognizing his own children. Tonight's nightlight is out of Deuteronomy chapter 28. It's an ancient Near East covenant uh, between God and his people. And it's really the law of reciprocity, the law of the harvest. You reap what you sow. And it's uh, uh, the first part is blessings if they obey what God has told them to obey in, in Deuteronomy. And the latter part is cursings that will come on them if they disobey what God has told them. And so there is that element that's there. And tucked up in it is, is, is a description of what sometimes our life can feel like when we're going through a confusing time. Now, it may not be the judgment of God. It could just be that we live in a broken world. It might be that we are experiencing somebody else's reciprocity of some seed that they've sown. It might be, it might be that God is teaching us a lesson or something. But we, this describes, I think, for us often how life can feel when we're confused. In verse 23, Deuteronomy 28, And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be as brass, and the earth that is under thy feet shall be as iron. There is in this uh, uh, concept that it seems as though sometimes that heaven is closed to your prayers. The earth is really hard, and your life is really hard. You're walking a stony, difficult path, and God wants to step in in those situations, but sometimes we're so confused, we don't, we don't even know to look up. We don't even have the wisdom that Peter had when he was sinking under the waves of the sea and he shouted, Lord, save me. Sometimes we don't even do that because we have convinced ourselves that God doesn't hear and that somehow the hard life that we're experiencing, he doesn't understand and he does and he wants to help us through it. So let's look at some ways, some responses that we can have in the midst of a hard life and a silent heaven. Number one, we talked about yesterday, repent. Repenting is allowing God to run a diagnostic in your life so that just in case this event that's happening in your life is the judgment or chastisement of God, you can turn from the wicked behavior so that God can restore you. Uh, God, the only reason God brings chastisement in the life of a Christian is to redirect them. The same reason that I would bring chastisement in the life of my child I would bring some negative circumstance or consequence to help them to avoid a negative behavior that would hurt them down the road or hurt other people down the road. So I would redirect them with consequences. God brings consequences into our life. So if I repent, if I allow God to do a diagnostic and search me and see if there be any wicked way in me, I can move forward with confidence knowing that it's not judgment that I'm under, but it's something else. So what else do you do when you don't know what to do? Number one or number two is pray, keeping the communication going. Sometimes it seems like God's not listening, but that's just because you can't see into the heavenly realm. God is always listening as long as we're not regarding iniquity in our heart. He hears our prayers and he delights in answering our prayers. But sometimes God's answer is moving in the background in a quiet way that you don't see. He's moving in somebody's heart. He's preparing a situation that's outside of your sight and smell and hearing and outside of your, your physical ability to perceive it. So keep praying. Even when you don't think God is hearing, keep praying, keep talking to him. And then another thought that came to me is... I go through the Bible every year. Um, this year I went through it multiple times because I was on a pretty aggressive Bible reading program. 
But one of the things that I can tell you as somebody who's been through the Bible every year is not every individual circumstance is mentioned explicitly in the Bible. But having read it as much as I have, I would tell you this as well. There are almost always principles that are in the Bible that apply to specific situations. They're overarching principles. For example, Paul says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now there's a principle there that there are some negative things in our life that are excess that can get out of control. And so if you're wondering if some choice that I'm about to make is a good choice or a bad choice when you're trying to figure out what to do, ask yourself, is this an excess choice? Is this something that's going to lead me into addictions or lead me out of balance in my life? And if it will, you probably want to avoid that area. So he makes the distinction between being drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but being filled with the Spirit instead, which is well-pleasing to God. Or, or the principle of enslavement. Uh, Paul said he would not be brought under the power of any, he would say in the book of Corinthians. And that means that he was not going to start something that was going to enslave him. And so are you getting into something that's going to make put a master over you that is going to take you away from God or take God's place in your life? Substance abuse certainly falls into that, but it can be much more than substance abuse. Anything that would be addictive, compelling, or controlling can enslave you. And, and if what you're thinking about doing is something that leads towards enslavement or, or leads towards excess, those are two biblical principles that you can apply to say, no, I don't want to do this. Yes, I should do that. So what you do when you don't know what to do, repent, pray, search for biblical principles. Now, and a couple of positive ones that maybe will help you. So ask yourself if you, in your situation where you're trying to figure out what to do, is this, this step that I'm about ready to take, will it make me more Christ-like or less Christ-like? Because the goal of the Bible is for you and I to grow up into the fullness of the stature of Christ. We, we are to be um, we'll be conformed to the image of Christ, the Bible says. Both uh, analogies or metaphors, one about growing up to be just like Jesus and the other being shaped like Jesus from Romans 8. And so if, if I'm heading towards something that will make me less Christ-like, that's not what I should be doing. And so that helps me to winnow out some of the bad decisions. Now, it may not it may not explicitly make the decision for you, but if you can get rid of, of a lot of the dead-end roads that are out there, then you're left with a couple of paths that are potential paths that you can take. And that helps to clarify things when you don't know what you should do. But let me, let me tell you something that happened to me this morning. I was I was listening through, I've got about 21 chapters of the Gospels on my phone that I, I'm listening to every day, and I'm going to listen to them every day for probably 100 days. And um, to, they kind of are a summary of the life of Christ, the key chapters in the life of Christ, and I'm, I'm working on memorizing those. And as I was listening, I was thinking about a problem that I was facing. It was a problem I was going to have to make a decision about. And in the midst of it, God gave me a song. So I'm, I'm immersed in scripture, but God gave me a song and the song was Have Faith in God and it was a sweet answer. It was a sweet answer to my prayer. It helped me and it's called Have Faith in God. I wanna read it to you as we close. It's a great old hymn. Listen to this, this song, this song. Have faith in God when your pathway is lonely. He sees and knows all the way you have trod. Never alone are the least of his children. Have faith in God, have faith in God. Have faith in God, he's on his throne. Have faith in God, he watches over his own. He cannot fail, he must prevail. Have faith in God, have faith in God. Verse two, have faith in God when your prayers are unanswered. 
your earnest plea he will never forget. Wait on the Lord, trust his word to be patient. Have faith in God, he'll answer yet. And then the third verse, have faith in God and your pain and your sorrow. His heart is touched with your grief and despair. Cast all your cares and burdens upon him and leave them there, oh, leave them there. And then the fourth verse, have faith in God, though all else fail about you. Have faith in God, he provides for his own. He cannot fail, though all kingdoms shall perish. He rules, he reigns upon his throne. And then the chorus, have faith in God, he's on his throne. Have faith in God, he watches over his own. He cannot fail, he must prevail. Have faith in God, have faith in God. And it was the answer that I was looking for. I was immersed in the word. I was looking for direction for my life. And God gave me a song. So when I'm seeking God, God has the ability to whisper insights, thoughts, um, leadings, motivations into a believer's mind. But I gotta be really seeking him. And I should be looking in his word because that's where he speaks. We need, a, we need a verse more than a voice. See what I'm saying? Anyway, can we pray? Dear Lord God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for these dear ones that are under the sound of my voice. I pray that you'd bless them, help them to have a good night of rest. Let them know how much you love them and care for them. And God, if they're in a place where they don't know what to do, I pray that you'd help them to begin to figure that out. Help them to find the next step that they need to take and to keep taking the next steps until they do find that clarity that you want for them. Help us, God to get that wicked confuser out of our minds. Satan comes to bring about confusion in our spirits to try to trip us up and to try to, to try to destroy us, really. And God, I just pray that you'd help us to have a crystalline clarity about what you expect from us and help us to follow that unswervingly. Bless us, help us tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. I love you. Jesus loves you so much more. Have a great night.